Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. My name is Paul. I'm your host. High atop the Brooklyn studios here in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. We are joined, as always, by Dr. John. Over there in the uh, Columbus, Ohio studios. Doctor, how are you? Hello, good evening. I'm doing great. Uh, John, is it is wonderful to talk to you again. This is exciting because we, we tried it. It didn't work. I'll say it. I'll say it again. I've said it a hundred times. There's a hole in my heart and it can only be filled by you, John. And Mad Men. And Mad Men. So, everybody, as you know, the uh, season ended uh, maybe about a month ago. Uh, John and I have been on a well-deserved and well-used hiatus. Um, have you have you uh, have you done anything exciting during our Mad Men time off, John? I got in a lot of hockey. Oh, you got in a lot of hockey. Yeah, it's funny. I actually went to California uh, oh, during nice. our yep during our time off and um, met a strange group of people that invited me over. Um, we had some great Mexican food. Uh, they had a really nice pool. Okay. Um, we played this fun game where you uh, you name cities and then last letter. I, it was exciting. It was a great time. Oh, uh, wait a second. No. Wait a second. What? That No, you didn't. What? That's what this episode's about. You're right. You caught me. Everyone, this is uh, season two. Uh, the episode is Jet Set. I believe it's the 11th episode. Number eleven in the uh, in the season, and and John and I are here um, making up for lost time. It's part of the lost episode series that we're doing here uh, during the off season, and uh, we're gonna recap it for you. And now did, I know we're in the off season. Uh, does that mean that you didn't learn anything this time? No, that's that's completely untrue, John. Um, I, I rewatched the episode because obviously I've seen it because I'm a professional. And I learned, uh, I only learned three things. I'm okay. going to be honest with you. There's only three. Uh, number one, Duck goes for a swim in some icy water. Indeed. Uh, number two, uh, John, it doesn't matter how old we are. Our souls are the same age. Oh, that's garbage. This <laughs> and number three, Kurt's a homo. What? Wait, what? You can't, you can't say that. I just did, John. I. Uh, it's listen, not 1965, I, my friend. I got nothing against them. I just don't want to work with them. Oh, boy. Quote from the show. Quote from the show. Seriously, put your pens down. <laughs> don't, don't need any more letters about how you disapprove. You want to start us off, John? Yeah, we get uh, this whole thing kicked off with... Uh, we have a, the backside of uh, what appears to be an attractive... A clothless woman in the bed, oh, and the whole scene's just ruined when we find out it's Jane. Uh, well, now in this part of our knowing of Jane, uh, she does seem altogether stupid, but uh, she hasn't really done anything to make us make us hate her uh, as such. Uh, of course, uh, she does uh, do the first thing to make us dislike her. She is a poet, John, and a bad one at that. Not in Roger's eyes, my friend. Oh no, and Ra Roger. Roger is uh, uh, overcome with emotion that she has all these hidden talents. I imagine a few of them uh, were just performed uh, before we uh, before we got to the scene, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. <laughs> and I think that's the only reason he's complimenting the poetry. I think so, John. Um, Roger uh, takes the plunge here, something you don't really like to see, and uh, he asks... 
Jane in what seems to be haste, John, to be his wife. Yeah, no, I, I think a wiser man would call this folly. I'm not, and I'm not a wiser man because I have no idea what that even means. But I agree. <laughs> uh, but yes, you know, he seems like, uh, you know, he's launching headlong into a marriage to a much younger secretary. How does that sound familiar? I don't know. It feels like it just happened a, maybe a month ago hmm. with somebody else. Indeed. In the future. <laughs> uh, but but he seems he does seem altogether happy at this point. He's a smitten kitten, John. Let's not mince words here. And speaking of mincing words, we head over to the office in the boardroom. All right. And we see a bunch of people mincing words and not working because Don Draper has gone on his trip. He is now in California. We'll get there in a second. And uh, we have Kurt and Smitty, Ken. Sal, Crane, Peggy, we're all trying to talk about uh, some deodorant, but little speed nobody's stick. really... A little speed stick action, John. Little, no one's little, interested in that. Little speed. No, nobody cares. No. And they try and get out of it, do some work, or do some lunch. Uh, Peggy acquiesces, and off they go. This is true, John. They ask uh, if they could just uh, say maybe speed stick stopped in and get lunch on them, and they do. But on our way out of the room, Peggy uh, talks to uh, the foreign dude. What's his name? I'm sorry. Well, that'd be Kurt. Drink. Kurt, uh, and says, uh, to kind of strike up a little conversation, it looks like they're going to go, uh, they're going to go see Bob Dylan together, John. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, turns out they're going to go to a show together. He's, uh, Kurt says that she has to go with him. And it looks as if, from the outside looking in, John, through a, mm -hmm. yeah. what I would call very dirty window, uh, they may be going on a date. I think she was smitten by the bolo tie. John, uh, let's yeah. just say, if you are a man that can pull a bolo tie off, right, your day is going to be amazing. And I, I think we just showed that. Proof in the pudding. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, now we get to move out of <laughs> dreary old Manhattan and uh, head over to sunny California. Sunny, we're, we're sunny Los Angeles, California. Uh, well, we got we got Don and we got Pete, and we're poolside. And I, I, I don't, I want to say this isn't L.A., but it is Southern California. Beautiful Southern California. And uh, it starts off on a bit of a sour note. We find out that uh, poor Donnie Draper has, in fact, lost his luggage. Well, he hasn't. Those jerks at TWA. Man, I tell you what, I tell you what, if if I had a nickel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Turns I, out I they've, off, exactly they, they've offered to pay for the luggage, John. We're not so sure if they're going to replace the things in it, as, uh, as Pete tells us. Uh, Pete is very interested in taking this opportunity on the West Coast to um, maybe hang out in the pool, John. Get a little, get a little sun on his lifeless, wormy, rapey body. Yeah, he'd, um, he'd burn in an instant. I think so. We'd have a Pete Crisp. Thank you, sir. Uh, but it turns out Don's there uh, to do so no such thing, at least we think. Uh, he's ready to work. It's time to, get tw t time to get some information from some clients, John. Time to make people feel special. That's right. Be the first one to press the palm, get, in, uh, get up in their kitchen, if you will. I don't, and I won't. I don't even know what that means. 
get up in their kitchen. Moving well, on. Well, we uh, don't get in the kitchen, but we go to the bar. We do, John. We uh, we we ha- we have a bit of a hallucination, um, I believe. Uh, one of one of what might be many in this in this uh, episode. Uh, Don's walking toward the bar, and he sees a woman that, gosh, she looks an awful lot like Betty Monster, uh, <laughs> at least from the back. Um, and Don is somehow entranced by this. I think you know he's obviously thinking about his uh, current wife, and uh, you know she's having a hard time. They're both having a hard time. Uh, but when the woman stands up and turns around, it's just it's just a Betty Monster lookalike, John. But I would like to point out that in the scene where the Betty Monster lookalike walks past Don, it actually is Betty Monster. No, no, it's not. I have, John, I have... I'm looking at it I right have it here. right in front of me. I have it right in front of me. And when she walks past him, it is Betty Monster. Uh, no, right there. Right Are you there. watching it? I'm watching right, it. We're watching it together right now. I know this it's, is... This it's is, minute 7.57. I got it right here, John. No. Minute Minute 8. Minute eight. That is Betty Monster. Okay, I'm just. We're gonna have to. Listeners, uh, I encourage you to write. I'm right. I encourage you to write in in my favor <laughs> because it's really the only side to come down on here. And then, and in the grand scheme of things, this means absolutely crap. But yeah, it is Betty Monster in the scene, and it, it, it's to uh, it's to it's to invoke a little bit of a uh, little bit of Don's feelings, if you will. But it's funny, you know, because we move on from Betty Monster, who invokes so much angst, to some people that seem to bring down a bit of joy. Oh my God, uh, John! No pun, right? Right, sure, right. Sure. Uh, but no, Don does, Don's just standing at the bar, and he's approached by this altogether uh, just weird Frenchie. And they're all uh, weird, we John. Let's make no mistake. Well, especially this one who introduces himself as the Comte Monte Forte Alsace. Strangely enough, that's how I introduce myself. But then he he also he, then he just says, "Yeah, but just call me Willie." And I say, "Just call me Paul." And he and he he, he beckons to a couple ladies in waiting. He does that uh, make their way towards uh, the dashing Don Draper, and we get to meet uh, Joy and Rocky. Can I just say I was thinking about this? I was actually watching this episode on the way home so that I wouldn't sound like complete complete tard when talking about it. Um, but uh, Rocky is a great name for a lady. Is yeah, I work with a Rocky. I, yeah, I work with a Rocky. You know, you know if is she cool? Yeah, she's really cool. I feel cool. like it's inherently you're inherently cool if you're a chick and your name is Rocky. Yeah, listeners, a little feedback wouldn't hurt. If we have a chick whose name is Rocky and she listens to the show. You get an all-expense-paid trip to your home to Skype with us on the next episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. That was big. I know. I mean, we're not much for promotions here at the Recap. We don't have a lot of money in the old uh, all-expense-paid <laughs> bag. Um, yeah. But being that you won't be leaving your home, I think we can hack it. But you know what's not cool? No. Is when uh, your fun friend interaction is interrupted by one Pete Campbell. When you're meeting, when you're meeting a piece like Joy, that's right. Forgive me. When you're meeting a piece like Joy, you do not want Pete Campbell coming anywhere near you. Just like a giant wet blanket. I'm talking the tri-state area, John. You don't want him anywhere 
You don't want him visible with a telescope. But, unfortunately, that's what happens. Fair enough. He walks up, and the uh, the three newbies just kind of scatter. Mm-hmm. But uh, Don is Don is left altogether intrigued. Sure. Uh, whilst listening to um, Pete talk of uh, Tony Curtis in the men's room. Well, let's be honest here. Uh, un- ignoring what Pete had to say, um, if those type of folks come up to you, John, um, yep. one of one of several things is going to happen. Either uh, okay. they're Jehovah's Witnesses and they want to teach you the way of the Lord. Uh, That's one. Either they're a crazy religious cult that again wants you to teach wants to teach you the way uh, of their Lord, which is often maybe like a tiger that you pray to. So it's like one A, right? Uh, number three, they want to take you to a strange, yet arousing, sexual compound that is not only well designed, but completely amazing. Okay. Now, John, uh, as a doctor, <clears throat> yep. as a a man of mystery, at least to me. Yes. Uh, yep. As a beautiful man, at least from what we can tell from your voice. Uh, has this particular situation ever happened to you where somebody just comes up to you in the bar no no that's not what i'm saying i'm I'm asking you if when you spent uh those years in california right um were you ever approached by what i like to call a, a, a sexy compound trio no you weren't no uh were you ever were you ever approached by a sexy compound duo uh, in Chicago. In Chicago? How'd, how'd that, how'd that yeah, turn out? but not Cal. What's how'd that? How'd that turn out? Family show. I don't want to know, John. I'm sorry. Exactly. We went to the compound. Let's, whoa. Let's just stop there. Whoa. All right. Well, let's leave it there. If anyone would like to hear more about that, we will be doing an after-hours program, uh, which we will announce at the end of the program. Recap at night. Indeed. It's just like <laughs> silk stockings, except it's just audio. And it's John and I. Man. I don't, I don't even want to hear that. Moving on. Moving on. on. <laughs> we get uh, we get back to the sane world of New York. Thank you. And uh, we we get introduced to our our good friend uh, George George Rothman. Uh, George is our little butterball of a lawyer, who is in fact taking charge of Roger's pending divorce. He is rotund, John. He lets us uh, in on a little secret. He tries to give Roger a little bit of advice. He says. Are you sure you want to? He's saying, "Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure this isn't just a infatuation with a young, beautiful woman?" Roger is uh, completely sure he's making a uh, a good decision. Uh, I gotta say, I'm behind him a hundred percent. We do find out that um, the alimony that is up is enough to support Rita Hayworth's job. Oh, she's a big deal, from what I hear. She's my favorite. But, uh, but Roger doesn't care. I mean, he seems like he's uh, quite unhappy with his current marital situation. He'd like to have that changed, and apparently changed at any cost. What, uh, whatever it takes, John. Yeah. And so uh, Georgie Boy heads out, and he runs into another acquaintance of his, Mr. Duck Phillips. Uh, Herman, if you will. And we find out that he was Duck's divorce lawyer. Oh, man. This is true. Uh Roger tries to ask me a few questions, but uh, Duck says that it was a very different situation than uh, than Roger's. And, yeah, um, Ro- Duck was just a raging alcoholic, as they say. He moves on to uh, to swim in a little bit of an icy water uh, situation, John. Uh, 
How so? Well, I'll tell you. They are talk. Uh, well, Duck's there to talk about uh, his the possibility of him uh, uh, becoming a partner. That's a big talk. Indeed, Roger says he'll bring it up at the next meeting, uh, but Duck might need to come in and uh, advocate for himself. Duck says that, and he says he's, he'd be happy to do that. Duck says he would be more than happy to do that, and Roger says uh, that he would be at a loss for words, John. Oh, really? That's right. Apparently, Duck has not promised uh, or has not performed on or delivered. I'll find the word. Uh, delivered on his thirty percent. Uh, but the market, the market is cyclical. You know that. I do know that, John. Better than anyone. But it turns out that uh, Duck is uh, Duck is a little unhappy, and Roger's unhappy with him. And uh, this was an altogether difficult scene. Well, no, I don't know. I think. I think Roger handed it, handled it about as you know well as you could. He's like, look, you know, this things have. You're a nice guy. We like you, but business wise, things have not gone that well. Like, you know, if if you want things to go well for you, make stuff happen. Yeah. And I think that I think that kind of inspires uh, Herman just a little you bit. You think so? Yeah, I think it kind of uh, you know what, what's the phrase lit a fire up under there. Up under what? Anyway, moving moving on, we're back in California, John, and we find ourselves in a briefing uh, with the uh, military, NASA, if you will, uh, and we learn about the MERV. Oh yeah, what does that it stand stands for? for? Multiple independent targetable reentry vehicle, John. Uh, it's a really great thing. Here's what you do: you shoot it at Russia. Why not? It's a big target. <laughs> And when the nose cone comes off, John, there are 14 nuclear bastards just waiting to strike. Complete annihilation, John. So you can't miss, is what you're saying. Well, when you're aiming at Russia, how could you possibly? If we could just, I, I, and I mean, people probably aren't going to like this because I know we got a lot of tea partners in the audience. But if one of those missiles could just go astray and land on Palin, I think we'd be set. Oh, no. But, I mean, her reality show is about to come That's on. true. We wouldn't, we wouldn't want to end the season two, would we? Right. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, John. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I, th- I think, I think we, 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 we might have lost a few listeners on that one. I apologize, John. Uh, we're, we, we end up back at the hotel with uh, Pete and Don. Uh, Don is still on the warpath to uh, make some clients happen here with NASA. Uh, well, and Pete's excited because he's like, this is... I mean, there's a lot of money to get here. Yes, I think he said it would be three or four times what Lucky Strike is billable for. Yeah, it's a gold rush, and they're in California, so that's appropriate. Yes, California's gold. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, There's a little bit of foreshadowing, John, maybe. Accidentally, maybe planned, I don't know. But when Pete goes in to drop off the uh, folders at the front desk so they don't look like knobs when they talk to the NASA people. We get a slow motion view of Joy walking towards us, John. And who wouldn't want to see that? Well, I know you uh, wouldn't not want to. Uh, I've been told, John, and I don't know because... Was that a double negative? Whatever, back off. Uh, I, I've been told... I've been told uh, John and I don't talk unless we're doing the show that um, Joy is your favorite character. Oh, yes. Uh, well, no, my favorite of Don's dalliances from an appearance standpoint. So if we're just talking about the ladies, then Don, uh, Don has um, 
What's the word? Enjoyed. All right. Company of. Your favorite would be Joy. Uh, easily. 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 I mean, you know, we, and and again, I, we're just. I'm just going by appearance. Appe- oh, physical certainly. appearance. Certainly, John. Because that's I, all I'm I asking. Probably, if you're going like, if you're going whole package, you probably still have to get the give the nod to the Menke. Oh, I thought but, you were going to say Bobby Barrett. But okay. Okay. Oh I'm still. Okay. Oh I'm still on Bobby. I, no, well, I'm not. I, I, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick by Bobby Barrett. <laughs> uh, but no, just just physical appearance. I think she gets the edge over the Menken, over the teacher. Um, she's 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 thumbs up. Fair enough, John. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, what happens here is uh, Don seems to be entranced by her walking in slow motion to him. Have you experienced real life <laughs> slow motion yet, John? I have. Oh, you have. Do you want yeah. Do you want to tell that story? Uh, well, it's mostly when I'm playing golf. Ooh, not relevant. We, uh, nope. She offers Don to uh, to join her on her drive down the coast to where are they going? Uh, Palm Springs. John, it's in California. you got to say everything. Sunny Palm Springs, California. Oh. It's a beautiful place, my friend. You should I go. Uh, when they go, uh, I mean, sorry, she gets in her car to go. Don turns her down. And then as, uh, as he watches, watches her get ready, he can't help himself. He gets in the car to join her on her trip. Uh, this he doesn't have to worry about picking up any luggage. This I think uh, having having the uh, uh, the blessing of hindsight, John. Yeah, uh, I think this was genius on Don's part because, huh. as we know from season four, um, such opportunities don't arise as often. Am I right? Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Maybe not the ladies' man as much. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. Or are you talking about the whole sex cult? Thing? Right. Right. Uh, we we actually we, we we get in that car, John, to uh, arrive at the sex cult house, and uh, it could be the most beautiful home I've ever seen. Uh, and of course, the owners are not there. No. They're in uh, some faraway place called Sardinia. I love Sardinia, John. This time of year. You, you, oh, stop it. Okay. And uh, we get to meet all of the uh, the rest of the cult c- crew. Uh, we already met Rocky and Willie, but we get to see Stephanie and Greta, Carlos. Uh, Don meets all of them and I guess is overwhelmed by the cultiness. Now, I thought... No, he takes, he takes a drink of champagne and it seems to uh, immediately uh, affect him and uh, he passes out by the pool, John. What did you think of that shot? Oh, it's a great shot. I think I think you can achieve that by they actually strap the camera to him. Um, really? Yeah, that's how. You, I'm pretty sure that's how that's done. So the, the camera was probably strapped around his waist, and then you know, it, it, of course, it was there was like a oh, like a, a rig that came off of it, and so okay. as he fell, it fell with him. So you're able to get a very realistic kind of fall look. Huh. It, I, I thought it was a neat shot. Very cool. Very good shot. Really like that. Um, but we wake up, John, uh, in the living room with everyone standing around, uh, giving him advice, and the doctor uh, probably about to shoot him up with a dirty heroin needle. That's exactly what it looked like. I mean, this is, and he didn't he, he didn't look like the cleanest guy himself, you know, with the the thick bushy beard. So people with beards are dirty then. Well, that's what you're saying. Y- yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? No. Do you know that we're the number one beard listening podcast? That's we have true. the most bearded listeners of any podcast on the Intertron. I, John, listen, the Facebook numbers, I, they don't lie. <laughs> they don't lie. 
we so we, we find ourselves uh, everyone relieved. Uh, Dom passes on the dirty heroin needle, and uh, Willie gives little advice that next time he passes out, John, it should probably be toward the water, which I didn't get because then he just drowns. Uh, mm. Possibly. Uh, if if you're watching the show with us right now, uh, we're going a lot slower than the show. But um, the suit that Joy has on is probably the single most uh, intricate and elaborate bathing suit I've ever seen, John. Are you just based on the shape or the uh, the colors? Based on everything, John. Yep. Uh, I find. I thought I saw some uh, some like a gold weave in there. It is spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular and opulent, if you will. Uh, yeah, borderline opulent. We find out that uh, for dinner there will be Mexican food. Don has never had Mexican food, which I find hard to believe, being that he spent a good amount of time in California. Uh, oh, good point. But, you know, whatever. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we then go to the... Uh, we're then at dinner. Uh, we go straight to dinner. Uh, all this beautiful Mexican food. And these intellectual jackasses are... Um, <laughs> Altogether, kind of mean to each other all the time. You ever notice that? Did you notice that? They yeah. kind of snap little snarky things at each other all the time. Now, John, if that's what it's like to be wealthy, yeah. I want to be wealthy even more. No, these are, but they're not wealthy. They're freeloaders. No, they're wealthy freeloaders, John. <laughs> no, because Don, Don actually makes a comment at dinner. He's like, oh, well, you must come from money. And everybody gives him this look like, John, yeah, that's because rich people don't like to talk about that. I thought that's what rich people love no, to talk about. No, that's uncouth. She, uh, uh, the uh, one of the women shot him a look like, "What are you, some kind of, some kind of dirt ball?" These, Don probably has more money than all. No, these people, these people are very wealthy, all old right. money folks. John wins. Let me just let, let me let me just lay this out for you. When's the last time other wealthy people hang out, hung out with poor people? You know what I'm saying? Wealthy people only hang out with other wealthy people, John. Oh, I don't know about that. Is, isn't that like the whole socialist thing? There are no wealthy people? Are, are these people socialists? They look like it. So now you claim you know what socialists look like? Socialists look a certain way? Look, I'm just saying, at minute 23, I'm just saying hit the you pause don't button make any to sense. look at Willie. Just look at Willie and tell me he's not socialist. He's not a socialist. Oh, you! Well <laughs> what, played. What, what, just because you know, no one's listening. What about Willie makes him look so? What? What? What is it? Is it, tell me. Okay. Well, specifically at dinner, uh, I mean, he has the Conan O'Brien haircut before Conan was even so born. So Conan socialist. Kinda. He's got now. It's not a tie, but it's not an ascot. It's not a scarf. He's got something around his neck that's only sold in Russia. So it's an ass tie. Right. <laughs> and then if you note his This is this is such jacket. a waste of time I can't let it continue. <laughs> Moving on, uh, they they also play this uh, altogether uh, uh, rage inducing uh, intellectual jackass game where you name a city and the next person has to name a city that ends with that letter. Close. Right? But yeah. Do you want to try it real it, quick? Go ahead. You, no, you start. Okay, Utah. Uh, 
Utah's not a city. You lose. <laughs> oh, you are such a bastard. You know I am horrible with geography. You know this. You play into my weaknesses, John, and I've just about had enough. Anyway, during this game, uh, Don, who is, of course, brilliant, uh, just starts nailing it. Uh, comes up with Oslo, which everyone's impressed by because O's are really tough. Apparently. And uh, Joy overcome with admiration and just pure hot rage just starts making out with him and everyone else keeps playing the game john have you been to a dinner where it's acceptable to just turn to the person next to you and start making out uh yeah that time in chicago no No. okay (laughs) moving on uh (laughs) shortly after that makeout we go to a scene where um joy uh, takes don to the bedroom um, removes uh, the top layer of clothes and seduces Don into having the sex job. Uh, apparently this is what the sex cult calls dessert. Oh my, I understand. Moving on, we get back to the office and John, there's almost as enjoyable as sex. There's a bunch of donuts on the table. Hey! Hard to, that's that. You gotta weigh that choice. You gotta, you gotta weigh that choice. Uh, Joan delivers what what looks like about 75 pounds of donuts. Everybody's real excited because uh, good old Ken Cosgrove has got us another food account. Seems to be his thing. I think Crane's taken half the shipment. Yes, Crane does have a uh, a donut allergy, which which is uh, after he eats one, if he doesn't eat the rest, he may die. Uh, we then... We, we then, uh, during that situation, find out that Kurt's a homo, which is hilarious. Uh, what? They, what? Yes, we find uh, we we they uh, start to give. They find out that Peggy is going to go see the Bob Dylan with Kurt, and they start you know kind of teasing them, saying uh, that they're a couple and they'd be so cute. And Kurt's like, "No, no, no, I'm a homosexual," and they're like, "I don't think you know what that means," and he's like. I like to have sex with the men. <laughs> and everybody's jaw hits the floor. And uh, Yeah, and, and Kurt's unfazed. You know, I do love the way he plays that. He's European, John. Yeah. <laughs> it's different over there. Uh, I've been told. Uh, it's altogether hilarious. We do get some looks from, uh, from poor Sal, uh, which pretty much says, I wish I was European. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I think he, it's more of like, wow, you can you can say that. What did you just do? Right. Uh, um, everybody. I do. You know, Smitty, his friend Smitty, kind of sticks up for him. He does. Uh, you know, says, "Look, it's different over there." And uh, if you've been in uh, advertising this long, and think you haven't worked with a homo, you got another thing coming. I don't know. Is is homo the correct word I should I should use here, John? Uh, in reference to the the show, that's what they're saying. That's what it, yes. But uh, but as far as uh, modern day vernacular, I think that's a little less accepted. I like to be. I like to make people feel comfortable, John. Okay. What word should I use? Uh, Kurt. That makes no sense at all. Kurt the gay. Perfect. Moving on. All right. uh, we find ourselves back in California with Joy and uh, Don. We do find out that uh, Joy can read. 
In fact, she's reading a book by Faulkner, which seems to be the cool thing to do. I've never read one, John, have you? Nope. Good. Uh, we also find out here that Joy likes the sex. She comes right out and says it. She says, I like sex, and I can tell from the way you do it, Don. You like it, too? And then we get to the, just probably, you know, the short list, maybe top five, <laughs> all-time awkward scenes, Mad Men history. Yeah. Uh, Willie just, just saunters in as the two of them are, uh, you know, lay naked yes. in the bed. Yes. And just, just grabs a seat on the corner. Sure. Starts kind of Googling Don. Ogling or Googling? Is there a difference? Yes. Uh, Googling is when you look something up on the internet, John. <laughs> I'm going to stand by this, that Googling probably meant something else in 1965, mm-hmm. as there was no Google no. or Internet. No, it's still, it meant the same thing. <laughs> uh, yes, he does seem to ogle Don, and I, I think he, he's grabbing Joy's leg. It's altogether strange. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't quite know what to say. But we, uh, we, we return to poolside, John. Where um, yep. Pete seems to, honestly, I, I feel a little bad saying this, but it, it looks as if Pete is wearing uh, a prison camp uniform from World War II. Right. That's what was on sale. <laughs> Fair. That, you know, that style comes back, I guess. He's a penny pincher. Oh, my, John. Uh, he's sitting at the, uh, the pool trying to take some phone calls, do a little work. Two lovely ladies walk by. Actually, I don't know how lovely they are. We never actually focused the camera on them, but I'm pretty sure they're <laughs> females, John. And Pete tries to drop some papers in front of them, and they could really care less that he is alive. Uh, I love it, because he, he tries the line, you know, the big smile. Yeah. How you doing? Yes. I'd be doing better if you weren't talking to me, rapey sir. I believe, and they scamper off. They, they they scamper indeed, John. We find ourselves then back in New York with uh, Duck Phillips. He's been swimming around town trying to come up with an idea for why he should be partner, John. And he meets, and it looks like he's almost given up on that idea. Well, he meets with our friend, uh, our good friend, one of my favorites, Sinjin. Say, how is this your good friend? This is the first time we meet this guy. Listen, if you are going to nickel and dime me this whole show, John, I'm going to cut the mic. I don't know if you, he, I don't know if you know this. He's from the nanny. Of course I know this. What am I? Am I an idiot? Do I sound stupid? I don't You don't strike me as the Fran Drescher type. Does anyone strike anyone as a Fran Drescher type, John? Oh boy. Fair enough. So, uh Sinjin is there with his friend Alec Barton. And they're both uh, members of the ad firm over in England, Putnam Pal and Lowe. And? PPL for short. Okay. And Duck is there, honestly, to kind of give up on his little attempt at Sterling Koo. He actually says, you know what, guys? I was thinking about it. I love how you do business. What do you say? Can I come back? And uh, he's not really uh, met with warm waters. <laughs> no, he's not, John. But then he comes up with the brilliant plan. Yes, the brilliant plan of of the idea that they should buy Sterling Cooper, John. They would have an American face Very here. Very few conflicts. They would, get, they would get some great American clients. And it's already self-sufficient. They really wouldn't have to do a thing. But Duck has a price involved. He does. He's the president. Creative reports to him. Oh, that is just dick. Isn't that? I mean, he can't even get through the like the the, you know, 
falling back off the wagon without taking Don with him? I don't. Or is he getting back on the wagon? He, what, what is it? He is getting on the wagon. You're getting on the wagon, right? Because that's where the alcohol is. Is on is the it wagon. on the? Because, I mean, I don't. Because if you fall off the wagon, you wouldn't have any alcohol. I really don't care. The thing is, right. I'd like to. Cl- I'd like to clip this guy's wings, John. He's a bad person. Uh, we find wait, ourselves. A bad we find ourselves out in Brooklyn, then, John. With, All right. Uh, with with Kurt the gay, right? And uh, yep, and, the gay. Yep. And 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 Peggy's the hetero. <laughs> oh, that didn't work. Uh, they're they're talking a little bit. She can't seem to find the right guys in life. Blah blah blah. This and that. And uh, th- I only say this because I've seen Queer Eye for the Scrape Guy, John. It was on one time. I watched a marathon, maybe whatever. None of your business. But Kurt, being the um, the being being the gay that he is, offers to cut Peggy's hair. Because he can help her. Because I don't know if you know this, John, but Bravo told me, yes, the network, that gay men are going to fix us all. They told you that? They told me that. They actually they actually sent me a letter. Was that hosted by Tom Gunn? They said, it's Tim Gunn, John. Oh, wait, no, who's, well, that's what I'm saying. Cl- Tom's his brother. They would have gotten him. I don't get it. it uh, <laughs> uh, clearly, this joke isn't funny. So we're going to go to the part where uh, her hair gets cut. And I got to say, uh, he does a great job. But he does quite, cut quite a bit, John. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. When we see her final result, it's great. But in this scene, we just see him lop off nine inches. Uh, okay. Moving on, uh, we, get, uh, we get back to California. And Don is in the, the pool with a very spry... Uh, joy, and uh, along with Rocky and Willie just having sex at the other end of the pool. Man, I, I literally, I'm not a chemist, but I hope there is enough chlorine inside that pool to kill a child. But there, we, there's two children that come into the. <laughs> yeah, don't let those kids in the pool. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> there's enough chlorine to kill a child. <laughs> They're having a few drinks in Jared John, and what are they talking about? Well, uh, she Joy wants wants Don to stay around. She wants to bring him into the cult. Oh man! Make him part of the group. Uh, she says that you know her dad likes him because he's pretty and doesn't talk much. And right there's a winning combination. This is true. And you know she says you know hey, I see that you like the sex. You could do whatever you want with whoever you want. I'm not possessive, but I like having you around. Okay. And I think it's a it's a bizarre moment for Don because that's. Um, you know, how often do you think he, he might have wanted to hear that from his wife? Because he's always sleeping around. Uh, how often does anyone hear that, though? It seems like a very um, un, uh, unusual uh, right? way of thinking. But, uh, but now Are you saying how often is that heard uh, worldwide or within sex cult? If you could give me numbers on both, John, that'd be great. But why don't you save it till after the show? Yep. Uh, we got a we got uh, in this scene uh, an, another uh, nomad, as they say, uh, drops in, and he has yep, uh, he has two small children, and I think it's a chance for Don to kind of reflect maybe that uh, this uh, this uh, this free ride maybe should end. I mean, he has responsibility. He has two kids himself, John. 
Oh, well, yeah, that's true. He, uh, you, th you think he has a little um, self-imagery there. Quite possibly looking in the mirror, John. And uh, sooner or later, you need to put down the 21-year-old and go back to life, as they say. Is, is that a phrase? Did you read that somewhere? I, I read that in GQ. I'm, I'm okay. just saying. I, I can read. Uh, moving on, we find ourselves on that scene for a while. And then we find ourselves back in New York in Doug Phillips' office, John. He's getting a, uh, a whole case of Tangeray gin, which is, which is delightful. Uh, Joan brings would it in. Not that have, would that not have struck the, you know, the office as bizarre as he is like a raging non-alcoholic at this point? Well, I don't think it's... Uh, I mean, it's kind of widespread information that he was, you know, struggled with the bottle and that, you know, cleaned himself up. Yeah, but I don't think in that time everybody believed that you could never have a drink again. I think it was okay. one of those things like, oh, you know, this guy drinks too much. He needs to cool it for a while or maybe get himself back under control. But I don't think it was, you know, AA style, you know, once, you, once you're an established alcoholic, you're an alcoholic for life. Gotcha. Just, just my thoughts. He gives a bottle to Joan for saving the uh, box for him. And uh, seems altogether a bit excited at his uh, at his win. It's a boom, John. We uh, we then go into uh, I believe what is Crane's office because they're watching the TV. And our good old friend okay. Rapey Pete Campbell comes in and, and hands us a bag of oranges, John. And that's about uh, that's about it. Nobody really carries these bags. No, no one does. Uh, but we do get to see Peggy's. Lovely haircut. Yes. Yeah, he, he almost picks up on that. Almost. Uh, then we, uh, we, we see uh, we're inside Coop's office with uh, Roger. And uh, Duck makes his plea, John. And surprisingly, they're pretty interested. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, Roger, Roger, as Duck pointed out earlier in the show, needs the money. He's got this big nasty divorce pending mm -hmm. and Bert Bert's just you know old um, you know this this would uh, not that he needs a whole lot more comfort but this uh, might relieve him of some of his uh, daily stresses did you see how before he starts the meeting he tosses back a couple of Mentos to cover the the new alcohol smell I did I did uh, well done Doc. we then uh... We then come to the final scene of the episode. I believe. Well, not the final. There, there's one last. There's one last little shot at the end. But uh, we uh, we get our first taste of, uh, of finding out a little bit more about our good buddy, our good pal Don Draper. Um, he wakes up on the couch because his room's been taken by um, by the uh, by the new Christian. folks that stopped in. I do right. find it strange that we don't find him waking up with, uh, with joy. I mean, you might as well, you know, live it up one last time. But, hey, uh, you do what you got to do, Don. Um, he makes a phone call, John, to someone who knows him as Dick Whitman. Now, who would that be? I don't know, John. Do you? I think you do. Well, of course I do. I'm being coy. Oh, <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, you see it. Um... And he takes a page out of her Faulkner book, and uh, uh, I believe it's called The Sound and the Fury, 
Have you read that? Did I already yes. ask that? No. Yes, you did. Oh. No, I haven't. Okay. Um, and uh, takes down the number. So we find we find a, a, a strange bit of uh, he may not be heading back to New York all of a sudden. Now, I remember, John, you had a point about uh, in this scene. He leans back on the couch in the mirror image uh, pose as the one uh, silhouette pose the uh, the show starts out with in the opening credits. Yes, I, th- I thought this was an incredible piece of cinematography. It's like the bizarro madman. You know, it's the it's the mirror image. He's not wearing a suit. He's he's shirtless. He's not in New York. He's in California. He's not Don Draper. He's Dick Whitman. He's on the other side, if you will. Oh, yeah. through the looking glass. Indeed. Indeed, John. Uh, that being said, we uh, find our last scene. Uh, one of the men from TWA is delivering John, Don's luggage back to his home in New York. So there's no chance of that. And no one's home. No. No, they're not. Well, hey, John. Yeah? Thanks for, thanks for recapping with me. I was feeling a little, little down. Yeah, this felt good. Did it feel good? I, if it felt like home. Now, John, um, yep. since we are in the off-season, uh, you know, I, yep. uh, have people stopped caring about us? No, my friend. No. No? No. no. Well, do we have a mailbag to open? I think I think we do. Should we have an off-season mailbag uh, sound, maybe? Oh, I don't know if we're budgeted for that. Well, what do you, think? I, you know what? I found some extra dollars. We fired, we fired the AP guy, <laughs> uh, Jimmy. He wasn't doing a very good job. So uh, let's just uh, let's go ahead and open the mailbag uh, for the off-season. What do you got? <laughs> Wait a second. There you go. Mailbag open. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, we got, we got a bunch. And, and as you can imagine, we have several because it's been, what, a month since we've done this. Let's not so, hairs, uh, we've, but yeah, we've had it's a bunch a come in. Uh, our friend Dan from Massachusetts right in. He, he said that he was very happy that you had cut down on the Indeeds, uh, but said that you were consistently funny the whole time. That's, that's um, right. You know, it felt like the final, the final season, or the finale from season four was, you know, not really a finale, more like a mid-season episode. I, I agree. It kind of had that, that feel, at least compared to the last couple of season finales. When's the last time you um, wrote a show, Dan? All right. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and liked, uh, liked that uh, uh, Megan made fun of her own teeth and uh, agrees that uh, little Glenn couldn't be any creepier. Um, so thank you, Dan. Our friend Maya from the little estate in the Union, Rhode Island, uh, wrote in, and uh, I thought this was kind of funny. She says, I've been a devoted lover to Mad Men since the first day we met. Mad Men always meant so much to me, but now I am thinking we need a little time apart. Oh. I didn't mean it to happen, but I've met another show oh, where I won't be jerked around by a selfish son of a whore. Oh. What show? The name doesn't matter. It's a I'm sorry. It's a Goodbye. Wait, what? So, Is she uh, up Maya, with us, John? No, she's this. This is the show, not not, Wait, not our podcast. Show? She would, no, no, not our show. The show, the Madman Television oh. Show. I'm gonna guess she's been lured in by, uh, what is it, The Walking Dead? That's oh, crap of a show. Thumbs down. Uh, yeah, uh, but she says that uh, that said my devotion to the recap is forever. Uh, as for the last two Madman recap shows, Bravo, you three, very enjoyable. That's right. Made the Don proposal to Megan bearable. Well, not really, but nothing could. 
Okay, um, that's fair. And uh, so thank you very much, Maya. We, we appreciate that. Paul, our good friend from Minnesota, writes in, uh, says the finale wasn't half bad. Uh, it wasn't as good as the third season, but not bad. And I think we know... Uh, now, hold on. I, I, think... I, I would say the finale is, was exactly half bad. Yeah, no, I think you're, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, what are we comparing it to? Last, year, last season's finale or like the rest of the season? Uh, well, just last season, yeah. Well, I'm okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to compare it to all the finales. You know, like uh, the finales for the last the last three seasons. This was the worst finale. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. So that makes it half bad. Exactly. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, he was saying that uh, uh, that he that, that he would suggest that we do a, a one hour season recap of the entire season. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of looking at the uh, over, over uh, arching arcs of the the characters and this the, the themes, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just wants one more week to think about it all and thinks that uh, that that we're funny too. He loves Kate, who doesn't? Is she going to be around at all? Oh no! Yes, by the way, in the off season, uh, Kate's contract does not cover uh, the off season, so she will uh, not be doing any of these podcasts with us. I'm- Oh. Sorry, everybody. There's nothing I can do for that. Uh, if you want to start in, if you want to start sending in thousands and thousands of dollars to get her back, we'll see what we could do. But uh, <laughs> beyond that, she is not going to participate, and there's nothing that can be done. <laughs> uh, Paul also says that uh, I also sound like John Hamm. Oh well, so thank you. What you you think I say it? No, Paul from Minnesota. Yeah, Paul, me. No, Minnesota. Minis- Wait, what does Minnesota have to do with me? He thinks that I sound like John Hamm. Okay, I'm confused. Moving on. Okay, uh, our friend Julie from Baltimore mm. writes in. And I know. Says, well, I've been to guys... Baltimore, Julie. I did a I, I did the uh, triathlon in, in in Baltimore this summer, actually. Oh hey, congratulations! Yeah. Did you finish? Uh, well, I only did the running portion. Oh, how'd that go? Uh, I I don't. I prefer not to talk about it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Julie writes. Why didn't you guys talk about what I think the whole message of the season is? The answer was revealed. In the episode Blowing Smoke, being Don Draper is like heroin. Think about it. It explains a lot. Uh, nope. Yeah, I don't think that really explains much. Yep. Um, but, but thanks for the email. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, our friend Spring writes in. says, please recap something during the downtime. I'll miss your recaps so much. You guys are very entertaining. I have a long commute, and you make it much better. This episode. Maybe old episodes of Mad Men, which is what we're doing. Yeah. Or another good drama like Boardwalk Empire. I got to say, I saw the first episode of that. Yeah. Pretty good. Really? Pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, was Spring was this person's name. Spring. Yeah. yeah. This episode is for you. Oh, oh yeah. no, we're no, dedicating. I've never dedicated now. an episode to anyone before. Uh, All right. But this episode, well, it's you and Steve Gutenberg. Ah. <laughs> uh, a, f- a friend, uh, Luz from Davis, California, says you guys are hilarious. At the end of the last podcast, you asked for suggestions. Um, he suggests Dexter. What do you think? Nope. Okay. John and I don't. Well, get, for the don't, John and I don't get hobo or Showtime. That's true. So that's true. Uh, just anything on basic, we got to start talking about. Yeah. Um, our friend Stacy writes in, and uh, says that this is a big fan of the show. I keep it up. Thank you, Stacy. Loves Kate. Um, Angie, our good friend uh, from Columbus, who put together that great. Uh, you saw that Madman Pumpkin on the Facebook. Oh, was that you? That was Angie yeah. from Columbus. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. That was well done. Uh, now, her thought about the season finale was, what do you think about this? That right before Don jumps into the pool, it becomes like a dream sequence. So the second half of the show doesn't happen. 
I'm confused. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, no, I was saying, I think I said before, the dream sequence thing has been done so many times, people. I mean, do, 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 do any of us really think that Matt Weiner is that cliche? Well, he does seem to, like, be, you know, barking up the same tree on a lot of stuff. I mean, he seems to, like, be hiring half the cast of The Sopranos. Well, he seems to be uh, giving Don a bunch of. Uh, I don't. I don't think that in all that at all means he's cliche though. I mean, the dream sequence thing has been done so many times, and after it was done the first time, it's been a fail ever since. Well, so here's going to be the real difficulty with season f uh, five. Then is you know, so he's married to Megan. Uh, so now what? He's going to cheat on his young, attractive wife. I mean, you know, how are, how is he going to make this interesting? Well, that's not our problem. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Uh, our good friend Denise from Brutusburg, Ohio, writes in and says that the bad uh, pics of Megan uh, on the show are not really her teeth. Mm -hmm. But then I read elsewhere that they are really. Yeah. So I don't know what. Who knows? Mean. We're just going to have to get her on the show, John. And uh, our, our good friend from Australia, way down under, Muzz, up, Muzz? Uh, writes in and says, uh, says good day. Thanks uh, for the recaps this season. He's loved all of the season four recaps, but doesn't get cable. So he's listened to our show, but has not seen the show. Which I would recommend to anyone uh, who hasn't been able to get the show. Uh, it's been said before that our show may actually be better, but less attractive. <laughs> has anybody confirmed that? Uh, yeah, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I think um, that that uh, that's about it. Does that close us out, John? Good. I'm glad the mailbag's closed, everyone. I'd like to remind you of something. Yes. Oh, one last thing, though, oh. before you close it out. A bunch of people wrote in, um, including uh, Christina and Hugh, uh, that said, you know, hey, guys, Roger Sterling's book is real. Yeah. Yes, it is. Are you getting it? Are you getting uh, it? No, well, no, I don't think so. Um, as some of you may know, I cannot read. Uh, oh, no, that's not it true. It is true. I've been hiding it from you, John. Uh, I cannot actually read, so I will not be getting the book, but uh, I will be getting the audio book, uh, only, though, if it is read by the slat. Oh, yeah, John Slattery. If the audio book is uh, read by the slat, I think we all need to be getting that. So keep an eye out for that. Now, John, Yeah, I'd like to remind every, everybody of just a little thing I like to call uh, the Facebooks. That's right, everybody. We have our own fan page on the Facebooks. And I know you've heard me say this many, many times. But if you haven't joined, people hate you. That's right. Random people that walk past you on the street every day look at you and say, that person's less than. So if you want that to stop, which you should... Go over to Facebook and type in Madman Recap and join, for Christ's sake. It's like, I think you just click a button. You click a button. I know you can do that because you're not working right now. You're on the internet <laughs> looking at I tell golf. you what, though. We're creeping up on the 600. We, well, it's this thing, thing, John, is we shouldn't be creeping anywhere. This isn't Jersey Shore, John. We should be already there. We should be past it. We should be in the hundreds of thousands because I know there's hundreds of thousands listening. So seriously. Put down, put down the cookie, and go to Facebook and join up. It's making me, it's it's upsetting me, and I don't like to be upset, John. All right, John. We, but we all, you know, let's say that but, they don't want to do the Facebook. They have other ways that they can uh, 
participate. They have the email. They do. Staff at madmenrecap.com. That comes to both of us, John. Both you and me. We both read it. Well, I just skim it. But John will get back to you on it. He will write you back and tell you you're brilliant. And they also can chime in on the website. They can. We, uh, we have a website post for every show that we do. Yes, we'll even have one for this show in the off-season. And then lastly, lastly, we have the Twitter. Now, in the off-season, Twitter is really just going to mostly be for an alert to when we put out a new show. But during the season, okay. we do what's called a live Twitter, John. That's right, live. Uh, you'll be able to uh, get our thoughts and feelings as the show happens. So for season five, if you're not following us on Twitter, you're a liar. <laughs> And that, that is even even lastly, if you check out the website, there is a phone number, the Google Voice. Oh, yes. We've had several Google Voices that I have failed to put on the show. So really, that's not a good way to go. Well, you'll get better at it. Okay. And, uh, and, and then now lastly is all of our wonderful, very nice people that have taken time to comment on the iTunes. Oh, um, the people, those are our favorites. Those are my absolute favorites. When I go to the iTunes and check to see if there's new... Uh, comments and there are it makes my heart skip a beat John yeah so those are great we're, we're, we're almost at 80 ratings uh, six pages of comments and if anybody has extra time just read through them they're a blast yeah wonderful and that's I think I think that is it I think we have covered the width and breadth of social media oh my god no I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a new social media out there um, that is that going to be the announcement tomorrow about iTunes? No, no. There is a new social media thing called um, Path. That's supposed to be pretty interesting. So check that out. Anyway, this is stupid. Oh. They're not paying us. John. <laughs> Great show. I got to go, buddy. We'll talk to you next month. Sounds good. We'll try to do it before that. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye.